Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Black Baseball Mixtape Podcast. I am your host, Cheats. As always, the podcast is brought to you by the Family Podcast Network. I am going to ask, as I always do, please find the podcast, Black Baseball Mixtape Podcast. Subscribe it, rate, share it. I need you to rate those five stars. We're trying to come up. We're trying to find that one person that rated us a four star and track them down. But until then, rate us five stars. I am excited, man. I I said I'm going to stop counting. I really am one of these days. But I think this makes number five. So I think this might be the fifth pro player that we've had on the mixtape. I'm very excited to talk to DeAndre Smith. He is a 2022 draft E of the New York Mets organization. He is also a stud player where he played two years for the USC Trojans. We're going to ask him about that as well. D, welcome to the mixtape, man. I'm, I'm so glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So let's start with the now, and then we'll go a little bit back. But right now, I understand you're in Florida. You're training. You're getting ready for the upcoming season. What is your day like now? And w- yeah, what's the day of a pro player like right now? Um, right now, pretty much the same every day. Um, waking up at about seven, seven thirty, heading to the complex, um, and I'm there until probably like one thirty two, just hitting ground balls in the weight room, conditioning stuff, and, uh, getting some work with the trainers, um, and then I'm back home and. Sleeping, watching Netflix, not much, but staying uh, out of trouble. Pretty repetitive, out of trouble. definitely. I mean, where I am, there's not much you <laughs> you can do. There's no trouble you can really get into. I like it. Um, I like it. No, but it, it's a good area, Port St. Lucie. Um, yeah, I mean, so so what is the biggest adjustment from a playing a whole lifetime of baseball to now? You've gotten to the place where you've always wanted to be. You are a pro player. You're playing pro baseball. What has been the biggest adjustment uh, just being a professional? Definitely. Um, For me, I feel like I'm really working on, like, taking it in and and being, like, okay with where I am right now. Because obviously the ultimate goal is to play in the big leagues and play there for a long time. But, uh, like, just looking back throughout my career, it's always been, like, when I was – in eighth grade, like, oh, I can't wait to get to high school. And then I got to high school. I can't – I commit, right? I can't wait to go to college. And then I go to college, and those two years go by extremely fast. And I'm there, and I can't wait to go play pro ball and get drafted. And it just seemed like I was never really, like, focused on where I was at the moment. And, like, I was always looking, like, I need to go. And now that I'm not there anymore, I look back and, like, man, like, I wish I would have really taken that time to soak that – soak that up so now like I'll, like I want to be in the big leagues I want to play in the big leagues but I'm you know taking it in where I am now because I've always you know dreamed of being here so um just being you know grateful and kind of really being where my feet are right now that's that is so awesome to hear because it it really is about percep- uh perspective And you're right. The grind that you've been on pretty much, like you said, since probably seventh or eighth grade has always looked at what's the next step. What's the next step? What's and again, like you said, I'm sure you have goals now because it's rookie ball, a ball after the draft. Then 
now it's you know you're looking at possibly like the first spring training or how all of these things go so i know there's always goal oriented but how do you kind of take it all in how do you put in perspective like yo i'm doing something that most americans most world people will not will never do never experience definitely i mean it's hard for sure um but i just look back like at all the people i've played with and played against and some of my best friends back home who are on their way to to do what i'm doing and um it's like i don't know it's very easy i guess to to get sidetracked and and to like you know focus on other things but just looking back and and kind of being one of those guys from my area who has had the chance to do this that kind of keeps me like okay i need to i need to be doing this and then i know what i want to do but i can't do that that's going to take me you know some years to do that like so i need to be focused on where i am right now instead of you know getting lost and thinking like how can i get there how can i get there just be present right now and and work on whatever i got to work on at the moment there's always two tracks when i talk to professional athletes one that says oh the pros are are where I want to be. And it is actually easier because this is all I have to focus on. Then there's another track that says, Oh man, the pros, it's always where I want to be, but there's, there's a lot that comes with it. Like I got to make my own schedule. I got to, you know, pay for my own this. And so where do you fall in line? Do you think in the professional ranks, do you, do you like kind of the structure and being able to just work on your game or is it, is it a little bit more difficult because now literally there's nobody telling you, DeAndre, you got to wake up. You know what I mean? You got to go to the gym. You got to lift. Well, where do you fall in that spectrum? I think going to college was good for me because it kind of built that into me that obviously there's people in college that kind of, they don't, I wouldn't say hold your hand, but mm. they do make sure that you are where you need to be and you're doing what you need to do. But I feel like that work ethic of, you know, making sure you're there for a 5 a.m. lift and making sure you got enough sleep for that 5 a.m. lift and doing the right things has definitely helped me build like a routine and, and a work ethic for now, like, I don't need that. I don't need someone to wake me up or to, you know, but that just goes back to my childhood too. And my Mm -hmm. dad and building that, you know, into me and me just wanting to do it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm along the lines of if like, you know, I'll get my work done because, you know, I want to get my work done. Like I don't really need someone to hammer that into me and like, tell me I need to be doing this or I need to be there. That, no, that's, that's a, that's a good point. I feel like, just throughout the way that the game has evolved and the way that like college baseball and travel baseball has evolved, you don't see as many like stories where you might've heard like 30 years ago, like, you know, people going to the spring training is like, dude, hasn't picked up a ball since the last time. (laughs) Like I've heard, I've been reading books and you hear stories about folks that are like, yep, I use spring training to work myself into shape. (laughs) I don't. You don't hear that now. Now it's a bunch of you know. It, it seems as if most of the people are like really out to get it, right? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it was funny when I was down at uh, Cressy to start my off season training. You know, I got there in November. I was home from about October, and um, I took like two and a half, three weeks off, and that felt like the longest time ever. That was the most time I've It might have off. been the most time you've taken off, right? In a while, yeah. Oh, so then man. I get down to Cressy, and like the first week of January, maybe, some big league guys get in. And you know, I've been going hard for 
two months, two and a half months, and they're stepping into the cage for the first time. And then <laughs> I was like, uh, and they're in the bigs. They know what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, they, uh, they know what they're doing. But that's <laughs> yeah, a big, just, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So talk to me in the sense of just your, your journey uh, through baseball. And I know you, you, you kind of raised it, born and raised in San Diego. Born in San Diego, raised in LA. Like oh, was, okay. So you yeah. were at the so yeah you so you were a successful high school career, and then uh, you decided on the the historic USC Trojans baseball program. What led to that decision, and, and how was that experience? Obviously, I know you had a very successful two years, but how'd you how'd you get to USC? Yeah, um, I was committed to UC Riverside. My I committed there my sophomore year of high school. Uh, Coach LeBlanc, he uh, he was like a big – he was big in my career as far as, like, you know, the first coach to really recruit me, um, went out of his way to to make a relationship with my, my parents and me, and we were just really close. So he was at UC Riverside. And uh, my junior year, he took the job at UC San Diego. Mm. So he was no longer there. And they always say, you know, don't commit to a school for a coach. And I was young, made, you know, I committed there for a coach. (laughs) That's exactly what I did. (laughs) Yeah, exactly what I did. Um, But when he left, I, you know, reopened my recruitment. And uh, Coach Alvarez was also one of the first coaches to reach out. He was at SC at the time and uh, went on an official there or unofficial and just fell in love with the place. And I lived about 40 minutes. I was going to ask, it's got to be pretty close. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, growing up, I would go to a bunch of SC games. And, um, I mean, when you do your research about the, the school and the program, it's hard not to fall in love with that place immediately. And then when you get on campus, it's done deal. You want to go there. It's sealed. Absolutely. Um, so that's kind of what happened to me. That's awesome. It's, it, it is. I, I I have not traveled. I'm an East Coast guy. I have not traveled to L.A. often, maybe once or twice in my life. But one of the times I went, they took me to USC's campus. And I was like, how does anyone come here and not want to be here? It's it's right. phenomenal. And then on the baseball side, it's it's a it's a historic program. I mean, Definitely. it has a lot of really really top you know tier baseball players. And one thing that I don't know how much of this was in your conscience, it always fits into mine. Uh, Jock Jones, they had they had black players. That were yeah. good, like really, really good. Like black pro players came out of their prospects. When you were looking at at USC, did that ever come to mind? It's like they they will be people here or experience some of the things exactly that I experienced as a black player. Definitely, that, that's funny. You bring up Jock. Um, when I committed there, you reached out to my mom. My mom and Jock grew up together. Oh, so nice, was, nice. Yeah, that was pretty cool um, that he reached out. But definitely, I mean, I mean at the time. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't really – that wasn't really my thinking like, mm-hmm. about the black players. But then once you get there and you, you do see <laughs> some of the names, you're like, oh, okay, like there were That's some – It's different. <laughs> There were some black players, yeah. But, I mean, I feel like my – last year we did some things that probably won't be done there for a long time. Like our first five hitters in the lineup were minorities. We had four – we had four black players and the kid from Puerto Rico mm-hmm. in the top five lineup. And – Three of them got drafted. The other one's playing indie ball, and the other one, one more is going to get his degree this year and probably sign too. So I don't know the next time that'll be done. 
Mm-hmm. Our middle infield was black last year. Um, so, I mean, just some, some things that you don't really think of while it's happening. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, my when, I'm, when my dad pointed it out, I was kind of like, oh, wow. Like, I don't know the last time that's, you know, happened or if, ever. if it's ever happened. Yeah. That's crazy to think. And and it's interesting because you're right. You you may not necessarily. Some people would, would look into that, but some people may not. But I was just talking to Edwin Jackson from the Players Alliance, and he was talking about just black players having the ability to talk to other black players and how important that is to be able to have someone that you feel understands exactly what your experience is. And because no disrespect, I mean, they're well-intentioned white people in the world, but they might not fully understand a microaggression that you may get at shortstop or second base that you have to ask someone like, or talk to someone, just talk it out with someone that would understand what that microaggression was. How was that experience uh, playing at USC just with, like you said, other players that you felt like could actually fully understand what it was like to be a black player? It was uh, it was amazing. I mean, that was the first time really I noticed something like mm-hmm. I couldn't really say what it was, but it definitely did feel different. Like on that team, um, of course, like the breakthrough stuff, that was my first real introduction to being around a lot of black baseball players and coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that experience for me was different. And, you know, I enjoyed that. But at, at USC, uh, we kind of like brought a whole nother like style to, I guess, the way they played. Um, you know, or, or at least you know, some of the black players did. That was mm-hmm. a little bit different, you know. Um, but, I mean, the dynamic definitely, it was a lot different than anything I've ever experienced. That that's great to hear. It's great to hear that you had that experience. And it was great to hear mm-hmm. that that experience was something that helped foster a whole team, right? Because you probably know it could have easily gone the other way, <laughs> even right. with, yeah. with, you know, with, with, with diversity. And sometimes it doesn't always work that way, but it sounds like that experience helped foster uh, a camaraderie amongst the whole team that may not ever be duplicated on your end. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about the draft. 2022 is a huge year for you. <laughs> huge year in many ways. Uh, two yeah. questions. I'll make it a two-part question because you made a decision to obviously uh, get drafted and stay drafted. So that's that's one decision, uh, you know, after your sophomore year, successful two years, looking, looking pretty good. So uh, talked about the decision to leave USC and then we'll follow up with the second question about just the draft in general. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's something that I wanted to do. Like, I guess that was my plan going into college. I knew I was sophomore eligible sign. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I, I knew that I wanted to play pro ball and to, you know, get into this business. So going in, out of high school, I kind of that was kind of my plan the whole time. So it was just really go there, execute it, and you know, and then go from there. So it so, was, so it was it really yeah, it wasn't really a, a debate huge decision, yeah. right? But I mean, after the fact, like it was tough, definitely, because um, th- that group of guys that was probably the best group of guys I've ever played with um, at USC my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. We were just such a close team, and. um Leaving, I didn't understand how much it would, you know, impact me until after the fact. 
but I don't regret the decision at all. I'm just like, right. you know, but you didn't think once about your... look, leaving that sun, look, that beautiful <laughs> camp. I'm even not even worried about the team. Like baseball is, is going to take care of itself. It's a great environment, but man, that, that Southern California sun, that beautiful <laughs> campus. Now you, I know you look, you look at it like you are very, very focused. I understand you had a goal. But I'm not gonna lie, there are a lot of distractions. If you look to the left, you look to the right, all all over the place. You're right there, and they're you know movie stars. So, is look, it might be easier now to stay focused in Florida. No, definitely, than it was in California. Yeah. So I yeah. take. I mean, take, I wasn't even okay. I wasn't really thinking about that when when I when I had to make that decision, right. but. Uh, after the fact, it did hit me a few times because my roommate in pro ball uh, last year, he was uh, on the USC team too. We got drafted by the same team, mm. uh, Ryland Thomas. So we were roommates and like all of our, like our group chats and stories, you know, the whole social media thing and we see everyone together and I'm just like, man, like one year, like right. one more year couldn't have been that bad. <laughs> but then <laughs> it, it was just a case of FOMO. You know, fear of missing sure, out there. Sure, absolutely. Um, even sometimes now, I still get it watching. Yeah. You know, them be together. Let, let it, me <laughs> let me give you a piece of advice, D. You're gonna have it for the rest of your life. It's gonna <laughs> be thirty years from now, and you're gonna be like, man, remember that time in college? You're gonna be you're gonna be on those same group chats because me and my friends do it out as well. We'd be yeah. like, man, can you remember? Like, it's just, it's just hey, look, like you said, take it all in. Say like, appreciate it. Then take in these new experiences, but yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm gonna spoiler alert, you're gonna have that <laughs> feeling for forever, my man. That's funny. <laughs> let me ask, uh, let me ask the, about the actual draft, the actual draft process. Um, you know, you have a good team around you. You were drafted by the Mets organization in the fifth round. What was that like? Did you did you know the Mets had you on their radar? Did you think it was going to be around the fifth fifth round? What 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 was that process? What was was it stressful? Uh, what was it going through the draft for you? Um, I mean, my agency, they did a – and my agent, Terry, he did a great job of, like, keeping me in the loop, keeping my family in the loop, but also not telling me too much to where, you know, my mind is like, what's going on? When is it going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I trusted him, and, you know, he called me when it was going to happen, and he told me what teams had interest, but he also knew, like, because he's been doing it for a long time now, like mm. what's too much to tell someone and, you know, what's not enough to where they're wondering. So, I mean, he told me the right amount to where I could, you know, just leave it in his hands. I wasn't stressed about anything. I kind of knew where teams had me and, um, and what teams were looking at me. And I mean, ultimately like it worked out where God wanted it to work out for me. So that, I know mean, I wasn't really, I was a little nervous the day of, but like, right. I wasn't stressed out to where, you know, I'm losing sleep over it or stuff like that. Cause I just trusted Terry and, um, and just, you know, he, he had me in a good mental place before the whole thing. That's awesome. Now, did you ever it, growing up, was the Mets ever on your radar? Were you a Mets fan or anything like that? Or was it just like, Hey, look, I'm a Mets fan now. <laughs> my, my people yeah. are Mets fans now. Yeah, no, I mean, I no, I wasn't really a huge Mets fan. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of weird. I was an Astros fan, huge Astros fan. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was kind of you know. Yeah, it's just whatever a, it's, team. Hey, look, there's a lot of teams to choose from. There's a lot of teams to choose from. Uh, 
what was that first? So you you played, you drafted, you play some rookie ball, then you played. I guess like you said, single A. Um, mm-hmm. for for just that part of the season, it's because it's crazy. You play college, you get drafted, and then you're playing some levels of pro ball. But now, like now, it really starts for you. What was that first taste of like, you know, just the first taste of last season? What was that like for you? Mm, my first two games, I was playing on the uh, FCL team. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that was a huge change for me, coming from you know SC where. You know, that, that's a great place to play. Um, then now I'm playing in uh, – now I'm playing in the backfields at our spring training complex at 12 <laughs> o'clock <Yeah. laughs> midday. There's right. three people in the stands, and they're on our team charting. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I just had a a rude awakening, 0 for 8, four punchies. So I'm like, man, like I hope I do not get stuck here the whole year. I don't know if I'm be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Then luckily I got I got moved up to low A where you know walk up songs again. We're in the stadium. It feels like <laughs> yeah, the little things, I don't the know. Little yeah, little things. I'm like, okay, now I could really settle down. And from there, I I felt like I kind of you know took off. I had a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. Twenty games I played, or however many games I played, but. Um, going from college to, to low A wasn't necessarily, for me at least, a huge jump. Um, I would just say some of the pitching out of the bullpen was a lot better than what you would see in college. But some of the starters, um, you know, I saw I saw good stuff in, in college as well. Yeah, I mean, and you have to because obviously Pac, Pac-12 baseball is, is legendary. It's legit. You're seeing some of the best uh, prospects day in and day out i do want to ask though just because you bought it up the environment uh cl versus the environment like usc's baseball environment is pretty pretty good right pretty fierce like pretty like like big stands people are into the game loud Mm chains and stuff like that so it must have felt crazy going to play in like even though it's pro ball, it must have felt crazy going in and play. He said playing at noon with no no fans. It's crazy, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, on the chain link fence. Yeah, that's yards. insane. Um, yeah, I mean, it was definitely like a, a huge change, and um, it, it was funny. I think it was like my second or third at bat. It was we were in a close game, and you know the kids down there—they're young. Some of them are you know seventeen, eighteen years sure. old. Um, you know the last players so that was my first real take to like you know they're doing some some dances some cheers singing banging on the fence and i'm just like man how am i supposed to hit right now <laughs> they're going nah, crazy man, it's in the coming dugout. it's coming get, yeah. get used to it the environments are, are coming and they're going to be different as, as you go throughout your career man um let's switch gears ask some fun questions and uh you know get get a little more sense of of your your flair for the game. Who was your uh, who's your favorite players growing up? Who were the players that excited you to watch? Oh, man, Pedroia, um, Altuve. That's a first. By the way, that's a first on this show. Using really? Pedroia as a first. Yeah, that's a congratulations. That's I like that one, but that's a first. <laughs> that's a first. Yeah, Pedroia, uh, Brandon Phillips, mm-hmm. um, Altuve. I'm sensing I'm a theme here. I know, I know that you're five nine. <laughs> yeah. Look, I know that you're five nine. I'm I'm shorter than you are. Uh, but I uh, 
I'm I'm sensing a theme here. You look for guys that probably around your build, speed, size. Right. I mean, like I don't know. You you want to watch someone who looks like sure. you, and you know, sure. play kind of that same that same kind of game. Because I mean, Aaron Judge could be my favorite player, but I'm not going to be able to do what Aaron Judge does. You well, know, <laughs> I will tell you this: the more you know, people really, really learn and study and and take in all that is baseball. The stuff that LTV does is just unworldly. Like again, you could be Aaron Judge's size, but if you're Altuve size and you're doing the stuff that I'm talking about, power hitting the way that Altuve does, it's insane. That guy is sick. Yeah. So, so who are so those are some of your favorite guys? Who are uh, you said you were an Astros fan as you grew grew up? Yeah. Uh, I always ask everyone this, and I enjoy this question. It's already it's in a vignette as well. But now, if you go through history, your hitter, you can face any pitcher, living or dead. Who would you face, and why? Oh man, that's a good one. I'd I'd say I'll say Hunter Green. Ooh, just he's yeah. You might have a, I mean, might have a shot at this. This might yeah. happen. Put it all the put it all Point there. Thrower. Um, obviously, soul cow guy. Um, yeah. I re- I just remember me being young and seeing his come up. Mm. Um, so that would be cool for me. Kind of, you know, he did it years before I did. So, um, and I kind of saw through social media, you know, his rise. Mm-hmm. So that that would be cool. What do you think can make the game more exciting for players like yourself, player like fans like me? So what do you think can make the game more exciting for the black community? I'd say just, you know, people being themselves, um, you know, going out and playing however, you know, you like to play if that's flashy, if it's not flashy. Uh, I feel like I'm not I'm not the guy to ask for this question what just I? because my style of play, I, I'm my style of play is like real. I'd say, you know, I, it's not flashy. I'm not really the type of rah rah guy either. Like bat flip. Uh, about I, no, I was gonna say, bro, <laughs> I see some YouTube clips of some very exciting bat flips and some very exciting celebrations when you're around in the like. Not like, not like, look, not like Ronald Acuna Jr. this week, but I've seen some bat flips on some shots that you've hit that I was like, okay, D, okay. Yeah, yeah, and that was like out of character for me, but that was just one of those times where, you know. <laughs> I, I got you. I don't I got just, you. you know, playing with emotion and, you know, it just came out, but normally, like, that's not really, I'm kind of, you know, the boring guy on the field that's just going to, you know, make plays and, you know, hit and not really rah rah type of guy on the field, but um, no, nah, yeah, that that's <laughs> the one in that's college funny. I think you're talking about. Yeah, that was the first pitch of the season that I saw, and, and we we sold out that game to open yeah, up the it year. Sounded, so kinda, it sounded crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. No, they, look, you got to be yourself. You got to be yourself. You got to mm-hmm. have fun, and I do think that. More, I think more players having fun being themselves is really ultimately what's going to get uh, our community excited about it. I, I think it's, I always have these conversations and I do think it's a multi-level thing. Like at the top of the game, even from the grassroots of the game to young guns like yourself, to 
veterans, the, the mid-level veteran, the mid-level black veteran is one that I'm that was brought to my attention that I really am like concerned about, right? Because as we go as you go through your career, you'll realize like all of these landmarks. And it's like getting there is one thing, staying there is another. But like a lot of just mid-level players, there's either you kind of got to really excel or get out of the, you know, get out of the major leagues in many ways. So it's I'm always kind of wondering about what we can do um, as fans at every level. What can we do as executives or players like yourselves or grassroots? Um and 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 it's it's a multi-tiered approach, but I think you're right when you say you got to be yourself. You got to have joy, play in the game, have some level of excitement. Um, as a pro player at this point in your career, very early on, do you have plans in regards to just like going back to to the places you grew up, community-wise, or, or or just like I know everybody thinks of that, but now you got to train, you got to play. But uh, is, is there things in your mind that's like, okay, this is how once we get established, we'll give back. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd love to. Um, ultimately my plan would be, you know, for me and my dad, cause my dad was my coach growing up mm-hmm. uh, as a kid and, and um, he's a travel ball coach now. So mm-hmm. um, for me, like the end goal would be for, for us to start up something where, you know, we can get some minority kids to get on a travel ball team and you know ultimately be able to fund it mm. and my dad you know run it for sure you know yeah, for yeah, the, yeah. run it for me um so I'm, but that's been something we've always talked about since i was you know in high school or even before that of, of doing that so um that's you know if if that could happen that'd be something that you know i'd really enjoy it would be and it and i think it will because you know, it, it really all all is about those perspectives and goals. You got you like you were saying, you've got goals where you 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 got to do now every day to to get to where you need to be. But if you've had this idea in the back of your mind since high school, there's no stopping. You know what I'm saying? There's no ultimately right. there's no yeah. stopping those types of ideas. Um, I'm gonna get you out of here in a couple more because I I I'm really really excited to talk to you and I and I love kind of just your perspective on, on, on the game and when, where you're going with it. And, and obviously your career, do you set goal? I know it's almost dangerous to ask about goal setting because I don't want you to think, I don't want you to think in numbers. Like I don't want you to think like I got to get 50 hits or 20 home runs. What are, how do you kind of focus on your goals to improve like day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out? Um, That's a good one. I've never really like, baseball wise like set certain like stats like goals for stats and stuff mm. um I mean, that's I'm dangerous just, i don't i don't think anyone yeah. should do that honestly <laughs> yeah i've i've always looked at it like like if if i'm playing obviously like i'm i'm just the type of player like i'm going 100% i'm going you know full throttle um so if i'm doing that and you know i'm obviously if i'm healthy and stuff like that then I feel like I'll be doing okay. But it's when, like, you know, when you're not really enjoying it, because that, that happens, and you know, it happens to everyone, especially throughout a long season. Happened to me in college where, you know, you hit that little two, three, sometimes probably even longer in pro ball where you're just like, man, like, this is the this is not the thing I want to be doing right, right. right now with my days every day, right? 
Um, but I mean, once you can just push through that, I feel like a strong mindset will get you anywhere. So if you, you know, push through the, the dog days, cause there's dog days and, you know, when you play it, however many games of baseball, you play a lot of games. So once you, you know, get through those days, everything starts to look up from there. So I feel like just with a good mindset, you could pretty much do anything. What's the most exciting thing you're looking forward to this, this coming season? Uh, getting to affiliate that I love playing in, in Port St. Lucie last year, uh, low eight. Um, I think it's just, it was really cool to be able to interact, uh, with the fans and, and a lot of the people around the city. Um, and hopefully, you know, I can play in, in high this year in Brooklyn. I hear that's a amazing place to play. Mm. Um, would be my first time going to New York. So, uh, hopefully getting <laughs> out there would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I love the uh, um, the affiliate ball. So uh, that'd be what I'm looking forward to. Is there any, since you've been drafted, since you've been a pro player, have you had any, like, surreal moments where it's like, yo, I can't believe this is happening or I can't believe this person walked in the clubhouse or this is just unreal for me. I couldn't imagine this. Definitely. <clears throat> um, down at Cressy where I was training, uh maybe a few weeks ago I'm hitting in this tunnel. We got Trey Turner, Paul Goldschmidt. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, no, a bunch. There's a, like, I was just amazed at how many big leaguers were in that place at once in the same cage, you know, guys who I've been watching forever, sure. you know, hidden, hidden there. Um, I got a chance to, you know, work out with a bunch of big league guys and being an Astros fan, I'm, I'm hitting and I see, Justin Verlander throwing a bullpen right next to me Ooh. in the same in the same cage. So some of those moments for sure. How do you, uh, so how do you react? Do you play like because again, you're 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 a mild mater guy. You're low key. You're a little like you said. There's you're mature enough. Like when you're hitting and you look over and you're like, oh, there's just Justin Verlander just throwing a bullpen. Do you play it cool or do you like do you introduce yourself? How does that work? I mean, in an environment like that. Um, like at Cressy, there's nothing but minor league and big league guys in there. So, I mean, it's a place for everyone to get their work in. So, for yeah. me, like, I'm, I wasn't like, there he is over there, right? Man, but, you're better than I am. <laughs> but, I, but I'm watching for sure. I was watching everything he did. I was watching, you know, everything See. Trey Turner did on the field and what he was doing in the cages. Um, but I wasn't, you know, going out of my way to. See, <laughs> you look, I, I understand it. I get it. And I know you're a pro player yourself, so you got you know you mean you got to do your thing. But I'm just saying, it couldn't be me because I, mean, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't OD it, but I would definitely be like, yo, you know, I'm so I'd introduce myself. I think. I yeah. think I, is, it, is, that, is that weird? Is that bad? If I get there to be like nobody's introducing themselves, you'd be you'd be weird. No, I mean <laughs> those guys, <laughs> those guys were awesome too. Like if you, oh, that's dope. Like they're they're not one. I like, like Goldschmidt. He you know, talk to me and he helped me throughout some swing things. And, you know, he was the first person he was talking to me. Like I'd played in the big leagues for 10 years. Really? You know, That's <laughs> crazy. That's yeah, crazy. Like, you know, he, he took time out of his day to talk to pretty much everyone, which was awesome. That's awesome. Well, I, I am glad to hear. I know that there is a lot uh, that is going to be upcoming for you as you go through this, this phase. Cause I mean, it's, it's gotta be, Really, really exciting. 
last stuff I'll ask. Take baseball to the side. If you weren't playing baseball, what would you what would you do? What would you, what would be your career? Uh, man, I'd be in school for sure right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mom mom would have me in school for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just something like you're you're a comms major. Did that did that ring a bell or no? No. Oh uh, no. <laughs> no 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 anal- no television work. No. Uh, I feel like I'd, I'd want to work in baseball. Like sure. after my career, I I want to do something in baseball, maybe along the lines of an agent or coaching yeah. or something like that. I I would still want to be in baseball. You would find the game. You would yeah. find the game. Uh, what's the, what do you do the most, uh, if you will, to like unwind, get away from get away from baseball? You're just gonna have a fun night, maybe with some friends or whatever. What do you do? Um, recently just, uh, I, I mean, I, I was a little bit in college, but now like you have all this time on your hands, like I'm not doing homework or anything. So I've jumped on, on the PS5 <laughs> all day, every day now. What do you play? You don't, hopefully you don't play the show all the time. It's oh, not like God. baseball all the time. Is it really I the show? The, I play the show in Fortnite. Oh like my 20, goodness. <laughs> all day. That's yeah. awesome. No, that's all. But yeah, I'm just. I was looking for things to get away from. Uh, do you do you, do you, do you collect anything? Is there anything that you're collecting that's with? Do you, you know? Do you have? I see. I see you got. Look, I see you got the ice. You got some. Hat. Is there anything that's like? <laughs> yeah, this is my thing outside of the game. Not really. I feel like that's <laughs> my goal. That's my goal next. You gotta read, read some books, or is it got a hobby? Like something, something. I'm a big movie guy. I love watching movies and, and shows and stuff. I just started uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Okay, you just uh, started. Okay, you, you, so you started. went back in time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I remember okay. my mom used to watch it. Yeah, I yeah. was like too young to really realize what was going on. Word, but now I'm, I I understand a little bit. It's it's good. So I just started that. But that's my goal next off season for sure is to find something like a hobby to do other than. <laughs> <laughs> See, I need to. Well, look. Don't don't go too crazy because you got you got a job to do, but yeah. uh, but no, I I think that it's always good like uh, mentally right to find mm-hmm. some things that you can can unwind separate yourself, um, you know. So I'm glad I'm glad that that's happening, DeAndre. I really really wish you the absolute best of luck as you go through the season. I'll be watching, uh, I'll be following. Uh, we'll stay in touch because I really uh, enjoy seeing people in your position doing the right thing, being a beacon of light for, for our culture. I do understand that you're a Drake fan. I'm not going to hold that against you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, what's in the playlist before we get you out of here? What's in the, what's in the, what's, what's, what's the, the, the album artist? What are you wearing out right now? Right now? Oh man, this might be a hot take, but. <laughs> <laughs> you get some controversy a, here. This might be a hot take. I just found it recently. But I just cannot stop playing it. But "Flowers" by Miley Cyrus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, you you expand you expand your 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 musical. It's, it's when they say I listen to everything. You listen to everything. I'm all over the place. Yeah. Very <laughs> I'm nice. really all over the place. If you if you could go to one concert live, who do you go see? Any concert in the world? Blast. I love Blast. He's from uh, he's from L.A. A rapper from L.A. Okay. Okay, I like where you're going with this. I'm not familiar, so I got to look this one up. I got to look this one up. I'm going to do it. You send it to me. I'll look it up. 
immediately because I, I you know I got I got to be I got to be in the know. So, Definitely, brother. I really appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing. I wish you the best of luck, everybody. Where can they follow you? Tell everybody to follow you. DeAndre Smith on Instagram. There you go. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Black Baseball Mixtape. We're going to have, by the time that this year is over, we're going to have a crop of just amazing young players that you can follow. And I know that you can root for. You can tell your tell your friends about, tell your kids about everything that's going on. Uh, DeAndre is one of those folks. So make sure you follow him. And as always, make sure you Subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you rate it and share it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Black Baseball Mixtape. Until next time, we see you.